Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Happy Champions League Day! As we wrap up the round of 16, we have Fabrizio Romano to discuss the latest news surrounding the transfer market and contract deals for players, managers, and clubs, including Manchester United, Mohamed Salah, and Liverpool, Bayern Munich, and Robert Lewandowski, Chelsea's fate, Haaland's future, and much, much more. Kigo Lasso, Fabrizio Romano on this Champions League Day begins right now. Everybody, welcome to Kegolasso. Thank you so much for being part of the family. Please help us to 10,000 subscribers. We are so close. What are you waiting for? YouTube.com forward slash Kegolasso. Spread the word. Fabrizio Romano, how are you, my friend? Hello, my friend. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Feeling the Champions League atmosphere. I'm in Liverpool today, so I'm super happy to, to cover some Champions League football as always. And really nice atmosphere around. Uh, I'm sure it will be a great game. Liverpool Inter. I love it. You're in Liverpool. How's your Scouser accent, Fabrizio Romano? Is it good? Can you do it? <laughs> no, 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 no. Not so good. Not so good. Leave me with my, with my Italian mentality. <laughs> I'm just waiting one day to be like, Araite, Fabrizio Romano. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, but Fabrizio, welcome to the show, my friend. Uh, I hope you enjoy the match. Should be a good one against Inter Milan. But today, Fabrizio joins us, of course, and you can follow his content on Twitter and Instagram at Fabrizio Romano, all the latest news involving the transfer contract negotiations. There's a lot going on outside of the pitch, of course. And I wanted to just begin with some updates for everybody. By the way, FIFA adopting uh, temporary employment and registration rules to address the several issues in relation to the tragedy, the war in Ukraine. Uh, in Ukraine itself, foreign players and coaches' contracts are suspended until the end of the season. Foreign players and coaches in club affiliated to the Football Union of Russia, the FUR, will have the right to unilaterally suspend their contracts if the two parties involved, player club or, cl or coach club, fail to reach a mutual agreement before March 10th. There's a lot going on there, Fabrizio, obviously, and it's a very sensitive topic, of course, stemming from the more important news, bigger than football game. Yes, of course, this is an important topic also for, for some players. Uh, as I was speaking with some agents in the last few days and few weeks, and they are still waiting to understand what's next, because, of course, as you mentioned, this new FIFA rule is for, of course, for the coming months, then they are waiting to see what uh, what happens. Uh, of course, we, have, we hope that the situation will get better, but at the same point, they are waiting to see what's next. And agents are waiting too, players are waiting too. For example, in Ukraine, many Brazilian important players are playing in Ukraine, and they're still waiting to understand what's next in June, what they can do in June uh, to, to clarify their, their situation. They also want to be respectful with their clubs. Uh, for example, I can mention players like Marlon with Shakhtar. He wants to be respectful with the club, with Ukraine people. They've always been great with him, and so this is why these players are still waiting to see what 
what they what they can do, what they what, what will happen, and so what they can do for their career. But at the same point, uh, no one is looking to to leave the clubs immediately. For sure, this rule is helping to have an opportunity to play football till the end of the season. So I want to get another example: a player like Manor Solomon. Many clubs are asking for the possibility of signing him on a on, on a loan deal till the end of the season. It could be a very good opportunity for many clubs. But nothing is completed yet because many players want to wait and to understand what's next for their career, which they're playing in, in, in Ukraine. So let's see. It's a really complicated topic, as you mentioned, but it's really important, I think, to say that players want to be respectful with clubs. Uh, and this is a very good message, I think, for Ukraine people in this complicated moment. Absolutely. Uh, moving on from that, by the way, which is not completely unrelated about uh, Chelsea Football Club and Roman Abramovich uh, looking for buyers, of course, uh, let me ask you straight up about that. Uh, does it affect contract negotiations and summer transfers, just this specific situation? Because obviously you've been talking about Christensen to Barcelona as a free agent. Uh, but, you know, how will this affect those players as well that are looking, you know, Antonio Rudiger I'm thinking about as well, and incomings as well? Because obviously I would imagine, Fabrizio, that this uh, sale wants to happen sooner rather than later for the players, you know, notwithstanding thinking about Abramovich's own situation. Yes, this is this is a very important point, I think, for Chelsea. Because, of course, we're waiting to understand who will be the new owner, what's next for Chelsea. But at the same point, contracts uh, are always an important topic for Chelsea. Uh, you mentioned players out of contract in June 2022, so in the coming few months. Uh, Andreas Christensen, he's going to Barcelona. He made his choice. We're just waiting for the contracts to be signed. But his verbal agreement with Barca is completed. So Christensen will be Barcelona player till June 2027. There is a meeting today with his agents to complete the final details, but Barcelona are closing on Andreas Christensen deal. Tony Rudiger is still an open situation, but not having an owner in this moment, of course, with Roman Abramovich waiting to sell the club, but also what's next for Marina Granovskaya? What's next for Peter Cech? They're waiting uh, to understand about the future also because immediately after the statement, the first statement from Roman Abramovich, the message from Chelsea was the club is not for sale. And then immediately after the situation was completely opposite. It's normal in this kind of situation to release these kind of statements. But at the same point, this is why we have to be careful on to, to see what's next also for the part of the board. Marina, Peter Cech, because they're taking care of contracts and this is why it's going slow for Chelsea, for Tony Rudiger, for example. They're negotiating with Rudiger. He wants... No, he's not accepting the current proposal because he wants an important contract but let's see what Chelsea will propose in the coming weeks they need a solution about the owner because this is affecting the contract all, the contract all. and also another key point is contracts extend, to be extended for summer 2023 Golo Kante, Jorginho important key players for Chelsea to, with contracts to be discussed now in the coming months because Chelsea can't be always uh, at the end of the season deciding for key players. So it's also about the project. It's also for the next year. This is why for Chelsea it's really important, as you mentioned, to have a new owner as soon as possible. Speaking of that point, the list does grow. Obviously, we've had already some names on that list, specifically from American ownership. And Fabrizio, you know, we were talking before taping about you know, some of the names, uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter talking about Woody Johnson from the New York Jets as well, interested. So this list keeps growing, specifically American interest. Do you know much about this list and how how much are you getting in terms of information? I'm, I'm, I'm imagining the abundance is overwhelming. Yes, yes. American, Arabic, many groups are... Uh, are trying to to jump into it uh, and I think it's absolutely normal it's like when we talk about top players with top clubs in this case we're talking about the top club and so it's attracting a lot of interest from from top buyers it's absolutely normal I'm receiving a lot of messages but you know I don't I don't like to 
to enter into this kind of stuff till I am 100% sure that something is actually happening and they're really ready to, to buy the club to pay uh, what Roman Abramovich is asking for uh, and to, 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 to sell Chelsea. So this is why uh, I'm, I'm still waiting to be 100% sure of what next. Uh, also because Chelsea are always, and Roman Abramovich in particular, very reserved about this kind of topics. They're always so close and so private on this kind of talks and it's normal. I think they they did the best deal and it's absolutely correct to do like this. But let's see, I'm sure that it will take few weeks and not few months. They need to do it as soon as possible also for the summer because we mentioned contracts but also about new players, new signings. Uh, I want to take an example like uh, Jules Kunde. They were negotiating with his agents. They wanted him last summer, we know, but they were already negotiating with his agents for summer 2022, so for the coming months to try to open negotiation again with Sevilla for Jules Kunde. But now they have to wait. The agents have to wait. So for Chelsea, it's not an easy situation also to plan for the transfer window. So they need to do it as soon as possible. Yeah, and it's going to be even more complicated because I really feel, and obviously reading from many outlets, you know, what Roman Abramovich is asking for, north of $3 billion, I don't think is going to be met definitely in this window. So there could be a possibility of a, you know, a quote-unquote deal for a new owner and how much they get yes. for Chelsea. That should be something to watch out for. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Fabrizio Romano stays here with us as we discuss Manchester United, you know, the search for Ranić's re uh, replacement, which is obviously something that we know about. And Fabrizio mentioned something a few months ago that this summer was going to be the summer of strikers. And my goodness, it does look like that so far. Que uh, golazo, Fabrizio Romano, much more. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Que Golazo. Fabrizio Romano here uh, speaking to us from Liverpool. As, of course, they look to host Inter Milan in the Champions League round of 16, looking to make it to the quarterfinals. Fabrizio, let's talk about another team in the Champions League. They don't play until next week. Uh, but, you know, they just got... Uh, overwhelmed by their neighbors in Manchester this past week in Manchester City. But Manchester United, there's a lot going on here. Uh, we know that Ralph Ranić is just here until the, in terms of a coach, I mean, he's staying, but in terms of a manager in the head coach position, he's here until the end of the season. So what's the latest there? Because there's so much going on. Who are they looking for? Ten Hag, I've been reading about. Is there a plan as Manchester United look to still fight and make it to the Champions League for next season? Yes, there are two names top of the list for Manchester United, and the two names are Mauricio Pochettino and Eric Ten Hag. Uh, we know that Pochettino was in the list already in November when then they decided to go with Ralph Ragnick because it was impossible to get Pochettino immediately from, from Paris Saint-Germain, but he's really appreciated in, in Manchester United board. And the other name, Eric Ten Hag, 
super appreciated because of his mentality. He's kind of Manchester United manager in his ideas, in his approach, in his style. And this is why he's really appreciated. But also imagine for some players, like for example, Donny van de Beek, he could be back from Everton stride loan. And maybe it could be a completely different story with Eriton Hag as a manager. So many factors uh, for both of them, Pochettino and, uh, and Ten Hag. No decision made yet for Man United, but they are in conversation. They are exploring possibilities. Nothing has been decided yet. So this is why I'm keeping the race open, because Man United sometimes are surprising us with some choices. Ragnik was a surprising one, for example. So everything is absolutely is absolutely open. For Eriton Hag, it will be important to see how is his level with English, because last summer Tottenham uh, wanted to appoint him, but then in the meeting uh, his English level was not the best one and this is why I'm told that he's studying English and it's going to be really important for him to, to get this Manchester United job he's doing great really with Ajax and this is why at May United are really tempted by this possibility Ralf Ratnik was speaking in public about him very good a few days ago and this is an important message I think because we say that Ralf Ragnik is leaving as a manager yes it's true but he's going to be part of the board starting from June he's going to decide together with the board who will be the new manager and so Ralf Ragnik will have an impact in his decision and so so I'm sure that it will take some weeks. Maybe April would be the right moment, April, May, to have the name. But May United need to do it also because they're exploring some possibilities on the market, but they can't make proposals or they can't make any plan for new signings till they have the new manager because they can't be wrong again with signings. And Ralph Fragnik was very clear about that point. Let's not forget about Ajax's uh, executive CEO, Edwin van der Sar, who's obviously a Manchester United legend. I'm intrigued about that kind of influence as well. Here's a quick question, uh, Fabrizio. PSG is facing Real Madrid uh, tomorrow. And to me, that is interesting because if PSG lose that game, as we were discussing in this show with Jonathan Johnson, you know, I feel like it could be the end of Pochettino there because, you know, the league, league guy is one thing, but once again, losing. So, so what could happen there, Fabrizio, with the Manchester United thing? Would Man U still wait a little bit? Because I really feel it would be that quick. They lose to Real Madrid and Pochettino might be out of a job in the next uh, week or so. I agree with you. It could be the end of Pochettino era, but I'm not sure that will be fired immediately. This is the point. I'm not sure that they will do mm. it immediately in March. That never say never in football with top clubs, we know. It also depends how you lose games. But for sure, the game for Real Madrid, Paris Saint-Germain is, is key for Pochettino's future, 100%. 100%. Uh, it maybe could be helpful for Man United if Paris Saint-Germain will get out of the Champions League to open conversation, direct conversation with Mauricio Pochettino. It's going to be easier because if they're going out of the Champions League at this stage, for sure Paris Saint-Germain will go for a new manager in the summer. So let's see. Let's see. I think we have to to wait a bit, uh, with respect also Pochettino, let him play this game with Real Madrid, because we have to be honest, the opening game was amazing from Paris Saint-Germain. They destroyed Real Madrid. Carlo Ancelotti was honest about that, not about the result, because yeah. it's a 1-0, but the performance was very good from Paris Saint-Germain. So let's see what happens at Bernabeu, but I'm sure that that game will be key for Pochettino future. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, I see PSG winning, by the way. I, I predicted it, and in, 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 we'll see what happens. Uh, they've been my favorite to win the whole thing. But yeah, it's very tricky indeed. Sticking with Manchester United, just very quickly here, uh, stars unhappy at Manchester United, reports of, uh, you know, just over and over. It's an uh, unhappy dressing room. Is, is there any truth to that? You know, when we say an happy dressing room, is normal, I think, in top clubs to have an happy dressing room when the season is like that. They were 
having incredible expectation for that season this season because of Cristiano Ronaldo, Varane, Sancho was an amazing transfer window for Man United. So they were expecting to win something that's this season, and that's not happening. So this is why in the dressing room players are not happy. But at the same point, um, it's not something destroyed, uh, as they say around. Of course, there are some problems, but it's absolutely something normal in top clubs. I want to mention in particular about Marcus Rashford, because this is an important situation in Man United. We're talking about an English player, a talented boy, that is not starting anymore for Man United. Yeah. And Two in the last problem. 11 he started, yeah. Yeah. This is a problem. This is a problem for him, for my United, but also for English national team because he wants to play at the World Cup. He wants to be at the World Cup and with a kind of, of, of process, I'm not sure that he will be at the World Cup. And this is why it's important for Marcus Rashford to make a decision in the coming months. I'm told that uh, he's considering his future at Man United. His contract expires in June 2023. Man United have an option to extend for a further season. But at the same point, what I'm told is that on player side, he wants to think about it uh, and maybe leave Man United in the summer. Let's see, because I'm sure that Marcus Rashford could be another top striker to watch on the summer of strikers. Absolutely. And because the World Cup is in November, he has a chance to redeem himself at the beginning of next season if he's with a new club. I would go to Italy. I'd go and just completely just go all out. This is a very talented player who obviously... Like Tammy Abram, huh? Tammy yeah, Abram decided to exactly. go to Italy and he's exactly. doing amazing. Go to Italy and, and make it happen. Uh, speaking of Rashford, I'm glad you mentioned him. I said that uh, a few months ago you said this was going to be the summer of strikers. Well, my friend, I mean, it kind of looking like that. Mohamed Salah, there's still no... You know, final announcement here, still locked in a contract standoff with Liverpool. Is there any progress uh, with talks there? Where could he end up and uh, uh, would they meet his demands? I'm very intrigued by this. I know that, you know, obviously Liverpool say, yes, Mohamed Salah wants to stay, but it's March. Fabrizio Romano, like, what's going on? It's March is getting dangerous, but at the same point, I'm told that Liverpool are still negotiating with Mo Salah, so they still feel the situation is under control. Then let's see, because I always say it's not just Mo Salah, it's also Sadio Mane and Roberto Firmino out of contract yeah. in 2023. So they need to make a decision on the budget. This is why maybe it's taking long. I'm, I'm told that they want to make sure that no one is unhappy with their current situation. So they're waiting to, to have everything completed. But at the same point, it's just a, an, a financial situation because on a technical point of view, Liverpool wants Mo Salah to stay and he wants to stay in Liverpool. So it's very clear. They're negotiating. Let's see what happens. But I'm sure that Liverpool are preparing something important for Mo Salah. So they want him to stay. If Mo Salah is going to sign a new contract, I'm not sure what's going to happen for Sadio Mane because it's going to be difficult to extend three top contracts, Firmino, Salah and Mane. So if Salah will sign, let's see what happens with uh, with Sadio Mane in the summer. Interesting. Very interesting. Where could he go, Fabrizio Romano, Sadio Mane? I wonder. I should have Good asked question. him that a few weeks ago. Damn it. Good question. Good question. To be honest with you, I don't know because at the moment there are no negotiations because on player side, they are still waiting for Liverpool to call and to make a decision on the contract. But I'm sure that there will be many possibilities. It will be a crazy summer, trust me. So with, with, with many players, with many domino strikers or wingers. So I'm sure that um, for players like Mane, it would not be a problem to find a solution. But at the moment, I'm not saying that he's 100% leaving. I'm saying that Liverpool need to be careful with the budget. And this is why it's taking time with Mo Salah. Because also for Sadio Mane, it's something that they need to consider. Yeah, yeah, there's a domino effect here. Uh, crazy summer you mentioned. Well, here's another one. Robert Lewandowski. I don't know if you've heard of him. 15, 15 months left on his deal at Bayern Munich, but he wants to renegotiate. Could we see him leave Bayern? Is he staying? What's going on there? 
I think it's a possibility for him to leave Bayern. Uh, I can't say that he's 100% staying at the club. It depends on contract proposal, because Oliver Kahn, a few days ago, said that they want to offer him a new deal. Uh, I'm told that Robert Lewandowski will stay a buyer only in case they will offer him an important contract and extend the new contract. The, the contract, so he's not staying with the current deal. It's true that the deal is still 2023, but Robert Lewandowski wants a new deal to stay at Bayern. So let's see how the negotiation will be between Bayern and Robert Lewandowski. But the plan for the player is very clear. He wants a new deal or he will be prepared to listen about proposals from other clubs. Last summer, he was in Paris Saint-Germain list. Let's see if some other club from England or other countries will try for Robert Lewandowski. I'm sure he won't have any problem to receive proposals. But at the same point, for Bayern, it's important to reach an agreement with Lewandowski before the summer. So like... April, May, June, or they will have a problem. Yeah. And as you always say, you know, when a player reaches, you know, the middle part of his 30s, this is possibly his last proper good contract. So he wants yes. to make sure he gets a good one. But again, there's a ripple effect here because I believe Fabrizio, this is also in conjunction with Erlen Haaland and what happens to him, right? Obviously, you reporting a lot on Haaland. David Ornstein of The Athletic reported that it's between Real Madrid and Man City. You know, uh, but then uh, Laporta reluctant to talk about Haaland from a Barcelona perspective because otherwise we'll raise the price. Real Madrid in there. What's going on with Haaland? What's going on? That in it, it feels that every single day, this is the feeling I have from outside, that every single day it seems something different. One day it seems he's signing with Real Madrid, one day it seems he's going to Man City, and one day it seems he's Barcelona player. The reality is that these three clubs are fighting to sign Erling Golan. Those three. But you know that the real different kind of situation is that there is a release close, and so they don't need to negotiate with Borussia Dortmund. They're negotiating directly with the player, with his team, so with Minoraiola, his agent, with his father, and this is why the situation is still absolutely open. Real Madrid want Erling Golland immediately, not for summer 2023. They want him immediately, together with Kylian Mbappé, but it's not going to be easy. They have to be careful with the budget. So they're working on it. They want Erling Golland. Manchester City will go 100% for a top striker in the summer and Erling Golan is top of the list. So the two best position clubs at the moment are Manchester City and Real Madrid because of the financial situation. Barcelona want to try because of the relationship. They have a fantastic relationship with Mino Raiola. Juan Laporta, they did some great business with, with Mino Raiola uh, years ago when Laporta was Barcelona president years ago with Ibrahimovic, with Maxwell. So they have a very good relationship, and this is why Laporta is trying. But he knows that on financial point, it's going to be difficult for Barca to propose something like Man City and Real Madrid are offering. So this is why for Barcelona it's really complicated. It depends on selling players, on agreements with sponsors. They are negotiating with many, many sponsors. And to try to do something that would be like a miracle for Barcelona. But they're trying because of the relationship. So this mm -hmm. is why the race is open with different kind of positions. And the player has not made his choice yet. But it's true that Real Madrid and Manchester City are proposing important money that Barca can't offer at the moment. This time last year, Fabrizio, when it was the Jack Grealish news or whatever, or maybe a little later than last year, I said to you, if you were a betting man, if you were to guess what's going to happen, and you said, I think Jack Grealish will go to Man City. So I'm going to ask you, if you were a betting man and you were guessing right now, where's Erling Haaland in August? Uh, very good question. To be honest with you, I, I, I really can't predict this one because... I'm told that he's really tempted by playing in La Liga. So he's really, really tempted by playing yeah. in La Liga. But Manchester City offering is really good. It's That's really what good. I'm so, thinking. I think I, that there is a balance between Holland wanting to play in somewhere like Spain, likes the idea of Spain, likes the idea of, you know, the culture. But Man City yes, and the relationship that he has personally as well, obviously, 
his father, etc. Those are the two leading candidates. A difficult one. But you know that Holland in his history is still super young, but in, in his history of his career, he's always been before deciding I want to be 100% sure about the project, about the manager, about what they want to do with yeah, he's me. A smart this, guy, happened, yeah. this is this happened when he was at Molde, Juventus wanted him, and 90 players on out of out of hundred players uh, would say yes, I go to Juventus. And he said no because he didn't want to be uh, like player to go on loan or another Italian club. And so he got to Salzburg. And then Salzburg, he had the opportunity to play for Man United with all the Gunnar Solskjaer flying to Norway to meet with the player, to meet with his father. And he said, no, I go to Borussia Dortmund because it's the best step for me in this moment. So imagine Juventus and Man United. And he said no to join Red Bull Salzburg and Borussia Dortmund. And it's not the same level. So, you know, he's always taking care of his future together with his father. This is why it's going to take some time before we will be 100% sure of what's next for Erling Golan. Yeah, it's a really, really good point. Uh, all right, to wrap up things, as we mentioned, it's a Champions League day. Of course, so much action. Uh, and possibly today we might see goodbye uh, to some young stars of the Champions League. Karim Adeyemi, who's been great uh, for Salzburg. We just talked about that club. There's been some links perhaps to Liverpool. Is that true? Any other suitors? Because he, he's a very good player. Yes, Liverpool are following him since a long time, but Borussia Dortmund are leading the race for Karim Adeyemi. From what I'm told, they're really close to reaching agreement on personal terms with the player, but not yet on the fee with uh, with Salzburg. This is why the um, the race is, is still open for uh, for Karim Adeyemi. But Borussia Dortmund are leading the race. I'm told that Leipzig, uh, of course, with the Red Bull Group, are also keeping an eye on the situation if, if uh, Borussia Dortmund won't close the, the deal in the coming weeks. But Borussia Dortmund frontrunners, Liverpool following him, but in particular Borussia Dortmund are pushing to sign Karim Adeyem. And to wrap things up here, obviously we know that it's going to be a little bit of a mountain to climb for Sporting to do anything against Manchester City. But, you know, there is a young story here. Jimmy Conrad mentioned it for us in the preview. Dario Esugo, the Portuguese 16-year-old prodigy of the Sporting Academy, playing, of course, against City and Pep Guardiola. I mean, where have we heard this story before, right? But, I mean, this kid is getting some storylines and uh, I'm imagining a lot of attention is going to be on him. Yes, a lot of attention. and Many top clubs sending their scouts from Spain, from Italy, from England to watch this boy closely. So, Asugo is a very talented boy. His physical structure is not just about his quality, but his physical structure is for a player that seems to be like 19 or 20. So, it's amazing to see this kind of project. It reminds me, um, of, of when Paul Pogba uh, joined Juventus from Manchester United and his impact was incredible. Mm. So it could be really something something good for sporting. They're always very good with young talents in Portugal. Uh, one time I was speaking with a player, I can't mention him, but he told me the approach from Portuguese players, young players coming into the first team is incredible because you see these boys, they are 14, 15, 16, they're training with the first team and they are ready on a physical point of view. Yeah. They are not caring about stupid things like social media or this kind of things around. Yeah, completely Cars, focused. Yeah. Focused on football. And this is why in Portugal they are very good with talents and Good luck to Sugo, but I'm sure that many top clubs will be following him tonight. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Should be great. And, uh, well, that's Fabrizio Romano. It's always good to have him on a Champions League day. Speaking from Liverpool, of course, as they host Inter Milan. But Fabrizio, any other news that we haven't discussed before we say goodbye to you? 
Yes, I wanted to say about Dani Alves because uh, it's still surprising to think about Dani Alves playing for Barcelona, but he's doing very good. They're very happy good, with yeah. He's doing very good on the pitch, but also on the dressing room. They're super happy with his approach, uh, with, with his mentality, super, super humble. So this is why Barcelona's plan is to extend his contract. They are not even negotiating now, but they're planning to open talks with Dani and with his agent in the coming weeks. And so there are good chances to see uh, Dani Alves extending his contract for one more season with Barca. He's not signed, he's not agreed yet, but it's the plan of Barcelona. And so let's see, it would be a crazy story, but with Dani Alves, everything is possible. What's happening with Dani Alves in Barcelona is exactly what Xavi wanted. He wanted him to come in and sort of yeah. like bring up the energy and experience and motivation. It's amazing what's happening I agree with, you. with Dani Alves. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Fabrizio Romano, it's always good to have you make sure to follow him on Twitter as well as Instagram. You can read his content as well uh, on CBS Sports. He's on CBS Sports Golasso as far as part of our Champions League coverage. He doesn't sleep. Uh, he's traveling to Liverpool. I want a good Liverpool Scouser accent the next time I see you. That's my word. Okay. <laughs> well, that's it. But thank you so much, Fab, for being part of the show. Thank you, as always. Enjoy Champions League football. Enjoy Kegolazo and see you soon. Thank you, everybody. Help us get to 10,000 subscribers on YouTube.com forward slash Kegolazo, Kegolazo pod on Twitter, everywhere you listen to your podcast and enjoy the games and the rest of your week. We will see you next time. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 